If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Always brought to you by Vodafone. Now, teachers across the country, they've been pressing former President John Mahama on his nationwide tour, uh, demanding that he commits to increase his salaries and improve their working conditions if he's elected president in the December polls. Well, tonight, the former president is standing his ground, refusing to make that commitment, addressing calls uh, during his Building Ghana touring. Tamale John Mahama says it will be dishonest on his part to make promises he cannot keep. Uh, Pre-tertiary teachers, she talked about conditions of service. I've said it, that the economy is in a big mess. And so I cannot promise everybody that we're going to increase your salaries and all that. I'll, I don't want to be like those who, those dishonest people who came and promised you heaven and said they will build factories in every district, they will build dams in every village, they will give every constituency $1 million a year. I'm not that kind of person. And so I cannot promise you that I'm coming to increase your salaries, but we've taken note of the difficulties that pre-tertiary um, uh, teachers are going through. Let me bring in Nana Yaojima. He's been traveling with the former president's team. Nana, I get the sense that this is one demand that he's had to confront almost everywhere he's been. Exactly, Evans. Wherever we've been so far, this question has come up almost everywhere. Uh, anytime he meets um, people from organized labor and other labor unions, these are questions that frequently comes up. Um, they continue to ask about their welfare and also complain to him about how um, impoverished they've become, especially with the current economic challenges. So these are questions that have been repeated everywhere the former president and flag bearer of the NDEC has been. And it's within the same context that we had him a few weeks back talking about a honeymoon, that he needed a bit of a honeymoon to fix things. Now, did he, though, offer solutions to the teachers? Because they wanted to hear something from him. They wanted some form of commitment. Mm. Now, what he's saying is that when um, he is elected as president, he will ensure that he open up the books of the country for all to see what we have there and call all on board to give or offer some solution and there'll be some kind of Georgia among the various parties to find the way forward for um, the present situation of the country but he continuously or repeatedly says the economy is in a mess and the clear picture will be given when he assumes power that is when he he wants to have a, an open forum with all of the labor unions and all interested parties open up the books and for all to know what exactly is happening when it comes to the country's economy. And I've suggested some of the solutions. And one is that we will help you with accommodation in the schools so that more teachers can stay in school. One of the reasons a lot of te uh, te uh, te teachers do not want to go on posting to certain areas is because they cannot find accommodation. There have been some rural areas where nobody rents a house or a room, and so you have to stay in town and commute to school every day. 
and the cost of transport will eat up all your salary. So we've spoken with all your colleagues, all the regions we've gone, we've had teachers, you know, talking about the challenges. But when we come into office, we'll open the books, we'll open the economy for everybody to see what is there. You can only share what you've created. And so when we all see the books, then we will create and then we can share. You can't share when you've not created. I want to bring in the president of the National Association of Graduate Teachers, Angel Carbon, who joins us on the line right now. Mr. Carbon, what's your, what's your response to John Mahama here? He's been honest. He says, I can't promise anything. The teachers have been bartering him, pressing him to commit to improve working conditions, increase salaries if elected. He says, I can't do so now because the economy is so bad. I want to open the books up if I win, and then we can make a decision at a time. Your response? Well, let me first congratulate those teachers for identifying the issues and the challenges that is bedeviling us in Ghana educating our British health. And I'm also happy the former president identified one major issue that is accommodation for teachers. Accommodation is in twofold. The accommodation that you need to have while you are working and the accommodation which should be your primary place of abode. At least, a teacher would work for about 35 years. And if we have a system in the school where there could be accommodation to house the teacher during his, his or her working year, he will be able to organize himself and save and get his uh, permanent place of abode. And one thing about accommodation on campus is that it contributes largely to school discipline. Because once there are presence of teachers in the school, students comport themselves. So I think the right conversation is being started. And I want the conversation to continue. Of course, it is also true that the provision of needs and wants is a factor of presence of what? Economic facilities and abilities. That is, the economic health of the country reflects on what you get or what you have. I want, if you one thing politicians have not been doing is they don't open the books to the people. And in opening the books, we have to be honest and sincere and let the people know that this is what is coming in. This is what we are using it for. And this is what you can get. So that what comes in will not be taken advantage of by the politicians against the needs and wants of the people. So I think that both the former president and the teachers have had a very positive conversation. However, you're not getting him to commit to general improvement in working conditions, to increasing salaries. As a union leader, happy with that? No. 
come again. As a union leader, happy with a man who possibly could become president next year, say, I, I, I cannot commit to improve your working conditions no, next us, year or, or increase your us, salaries. For us workers, we will demand from government, whichever government is in power, what the workers need to get to have. And sometimes the demand of workers is a mere reflection of what they in power are, are getting. So for that demand, no one will take it away from us. Of course, when we go for negotiation, we look at the realities of the economy and we negotiate with government, but then the worker also needs to survive and we cannot sacrifice that. And I know, I mean, going into an election while the parties draft their manifestos, there is this uh, procedure and process where the teachers, unions, you, you want to make an input. You want to get an influence the process so that you can have your, your stake in there and have a say. Because as you know, manifestos oh. have, become, have become governing documents. Uh, yeah. but, but then you have a, a politician who, yes, he's been honest, but he's saying, I, I can't commit that. You, you cannot you know, hold him to anything until he comes to the power. Is that, oh, is know, that something that your, your group is willing no, to claim? Even, we also have to be very mindful of frivolous uh, promises. I mean, in the last election from 2016, you saw the, uh, the, the, the litany of promises that were made to us as a people. Uh, I mean, promises upon promises. People promised the moon and the sky and the heavens. So I think the Ghanaian is gone beyond just coming to stand before him or her, and then you just make promises. Uh, for example, when you give me promises that you are going to give me a, a accommodation for free, if I believe that, I should be stupid to believe in that. So again, I think that we also have to be mindful of the promises galore culture that is gradually creeping in into our, our, our system. You know, so for me, and then let me also say that the leadership of the unions have prepared a document that we are going to share with the politi uh, political parties and we'll be engaging the political parties on the documents that we have prepared. I'm saying the document will be ready by next week. You, I'll, I'll send you a copy so that we will see which political party will be open to incorporate into its manifesto some of the suggestions that we have made. I think let us now have a more intellectual discussion or discourse on what a politician can give and what the people expect. Is it fair to assume that this document will bother on improving the welfare of the teacher? Absolutely. Welfare conditions of service and all that. But, but if you take the John Mahama principle, to make that, if you take the John Mahama principle to, to commit to improve that welfare, you first need to understand the real state of the economy, which he says he will want to win. We, we will suggest to the political parties how to be able to save money and protect the revenue of the state to pro pro provide for us our needs and wants. Stay with me. Let me bring in uh, Dr. Clementa Park. He's a deputy ranking on the Education Committee in Parliament. He is a prominent mouthpiece for the opposition National Democratic Congress on Matters of Education. Joins us now. Mr. Park, thanks for your time here on Newsnight. Isn't it a risky move? As we know, we become accustomed to politicians making commitments and then being held accountable when they get into power to fulfill those commitments. One of the biggest constituencies you will have to appease 
is a constituency of teachers. And yet you have the former president, who's been president before, say he, he can't commit. Isn't that risky? You risk lo- losing votes there. Well, let me say good evening to you and to our cherished listeners. And uh, to extend felicitations to uh, my my senior uh, brother, uh, Angel, on the other side of the line. The short answer to your question is no. I don't believe that the teaching fraternity uh, would punish John Mahama for being honest and sincere. Uh, indeed, uh, it would have been rather unacceptable on the part of John Romani Mama to promise that he would improve the conditions of service of teachers when he does not know what to expect as far as the nation's finances Concerned. But but is that really true, though? I mean, because it's pretty transparent now. We are an IMF program. The books are fairly known. The IMF is very regular with publishing where we are and how our economy is performing. You should know that by now. Fishing high school, and that they would not review it. But guess what? They have told the IMF that they are going to review and not just reviewing, they are, they are going to review the free senior high school program and enhance it. So we cannot take them on face value. And quite clearly, I think the prudent thing to do is what John Doman Mama has said. Remember that he is not saying that he is averse to the challenges that teachers face. Neither is he oblivious to their conditions of service. What he has said is that when he gets the opportunity to become the president, he would open up the books. He would invite all stakeholders. Let's all take a look to see what is in the national conference. Then, based on what is available, we can collectively decide whether there is sufficient to augment the current conditions of service or not. And if it is not sufficient, we would all work together to create the needed wealth so that we can collectively improve the conditions of service for teachers and indeed other workers in Ghana. And I think that is the most honest and prudent thing to do. Well, but would, would he have the time to do that? I remember that in 2025, as we've heard in uh, intimate, they will still make their demands. They expect an improvement in your conditions and that will be benchmarked against what the politicians themselves are enjoying at that time. Well, you see, there are collective agreements between the employer and the employee. And I don't think John Mahama is going to be somebody who will try to temper with the already accepted and agreed conditions of service as far as teachers are concerned. If you want my personal opinion, he has always prioritized the educational sector. And Angel Carbono would even agree with me that in the run-up to the 2020 election, John Mahama paid a courtesy call on Nagrat. And I remember being a part of that delegation to hear from them directly some of the issues. And indeed, some of those conversations led to the framing of our manifesto promises as far as uh, education is concerned and teachers in, in particular are concerned. And I know 
such an engagement would ensue even before you know we get to the date for an election so all of these matters as angel himself is is indicating uh will be up and i am looking forward to the document that he's speaking about and clearly whatever is going to be in that document uh would be factored in as far as how to create the needed space how to mobilize the needed revenue so that the conditions of service as far as teachers are concerned uh, would be met i am particularly elated that angel kabunu is making references to how we can look at dealing with what is going on that is helping to dissipate public resources so as to be able to bring a lot more into public coffers, which would then make it easier for all of us to reward teachers handsomely for the sacrifices that they continue to make as far as training the future of this nation is concerned. And, I and know, there are many ways to do that. And I know we can we can cut we can cut on the number of staffers at the presidency where today we have in excess of one thousand persons working there. We have multiple CEOs manning government agencies and other institutions. And of course, we would continue to speak about what is going on in our ports. So there are many ways that we can collectively tackle as a way of ensuring that there are sufficient resources in public press to go to critical sectors, including education. And bottom line, you're saying that this year, when your manifesto is outdoored, we should expect that document to be light on promises to the late labor unions as far as improvement in working conditions and salaries are concerned because you don't have the full picture yet. Well, what I'm saying is that we are going to engage with all stakeholders. We have engaged the teacher unions in the past before we wrote our manifesto, and I know we are going to do the same. And so it is going to be a collective. But for anyone to have expected John Domani Mama to promise that he was going to improve the conditions of service of teachers when he is not fully convinced about what is going to remain in the public office, clearly would have expected him to tell a lie, which I don't think he would do. Uh, Mr. Kabono, this document that you are putting together to, to share with the political parties, how uncompromising are you going to be in demanding that the parties reflect that in their manifestos and to what extent will that influence how your members vote on December 7th? Well, well, Evans, let me correct you and say that you said something when you were talking to Clement Park that Ghanaians are used to promises. I, I think it is rather the reverse that empty promises made by politicians in the, in the past that did not yield or did not amount to anything, is rather made those politicians very unpopular in this country. Teachers are an intellectual, intellectual group of people who rather appreciate thoughtful, well-studied, well-researched uh, promises. Promises that are attainable, not frivolous promises just to win elections. And the people of this country should punish politicians who come about and make empty and frivolous promises that even a class one child knows that they cannot keep to. So I think, and then of course, even you as a media man, you should lead that crusade. 
that a politician should not just look. There was an election in a secondary school, and the contestant for the school prefect came and told the students that he will make when he becomes school prefect, he will make sure that there is a sliding roof over the school. Are you getting it? I mean, of course, this is as stupid as it can be, but he made it and then he thinks that promises make uh, leadership. So rather, Ghanaians should expect thoughtful, well-researched, attainable promises, not empty and frivolous promises. And I guess this will reflect in your document you are presenting before the party. Absolutely. For example, we cannot present any document to a a political party asking the political party that within four years put up houses for every teacher. We cannot do that because we know that the economy cannot support that. And and to what extent will that document influence how your members vote? Oh, we 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 are we finished with the document. Like I said, next week we'll be sharing the document with even the media and the public, and then we will engage the political parties. We we are going to write a letter to the political parties that we are now ready. And I'm talking about not only Nagra but all the teacher unions will sit with the political parties and have discussions with them on our views on education and how to make education a better uh, organ. Uh, Angel Kabano, thank you very much. And that's the president of the National Association of Graduate Teachers. Earlier you had Clement Apak. Uh, Dr. Clement Apak is a deputy ranking member on the Education Committee, uh, speaks for the NDC on issues relating to the sector. I want to bring in Dr. Asa Santina. He's a senior political uh, scientist, a political science lecturer at the University of Ghana Political Science Department. Joins us right now. Dog, so you have a politician, a former president, very astute, very experienced, uh, on a campaign trail, saying, I cannot make a promise. And the teachers are constantly asking him, we need you to commit. He says, I will not commit because I don't know what I'm going to meet in 2025. Is that approach, is the strategy one that will win him votes or cost him votes? Yes. Uh, Evans, good evening and good evening to your listeners. Um, governance 